0: I'm getting cooked. <laughs> come back, come back, coffees from 18th Avenue in Brooklyn, baby. Cafe How we doing? How we doing,
1: Polly? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Hutchinson tonight. Broner vs. tonight. What was 10 years ago today? I mean, not today. This month.
0: <laughs> 10 years ago, this month. 10 years ago, this month was me and baby. Me and June A.B. June 22nd, 2013. It's only. It's only right. It's only right that it's on the, the same month. That me and AB went at it. AB comes back from much-awaited to return tonight. How we doing? How you doing? Um, how
1: Have you looked into his opponent yet? Um, Hutchinson.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I know Hutchinson as a uh, uh, an attorney, uh, which sometimes makes you think. You know, he, how hungry can you be as a fighter when when you're uh, you, you're you're able to make a good living like that, right? Um, but you know what? He's capable. He's uh he's here. Yes, he's looked at it as a comeback opponent. But at this point in AB's career, there's a lot of question marks. And so at this point, I mean. Um, you know, there's still a lot of question marks on AB. You know, he's been away from the ring. He wants to become a, a world champion for the what is it, fifth, sixth time? I don't, I don't know. But but ultimately, you know, um, he's a, he's not at his best. So you know, anytime you you're able to become an opponent at this point, at this stage of a of an ex-champion's career you're able to possibly, you know, make a little bit of a name for yourself. So Hutchinson's coming in, you know, with a, with everything to gain and nothing to lose. That's the way I look at it for Hutchinson. And always guys like that can be dangerous if they are hungry. And that's, that's a, of course, a question for uh, a different kind of conversation. How hungry is Joe Hutchinson uh, being that he's an attorney? You know, is he... You know, does he really have to make it in boxing? Uh, is this a make or break for him as well? Obviously, the one opportunity he has. Because for A being his career, I think at this point it is a make or break. I think it is, you know, it, it, you got one last chance for one last run and you got to make good on it. You know what I'm saying?
1: His last uh, fight was in 2021 in February. So uh, over two years against Giovanni yeah. Santiago. Do you remember that fight?
0: Yeah, Santiago actually, you know, made it competitive. Um and the thing about the Santiago is afterwards, he hasn't really had much of a run of form himself. So, so it was an opponent who, again, showed that maybe if you're hungry, you can trouble AB at this stage in AB's career, regardless of, of uh, your level, you know? And so so you got to, again, start to ask yourself, AB hasn't come back in two and a half years since then. Maybe he's had to straighten some things out. But again, you need a hungry AB. You know, you, you always, you're always going to have a skilled AB, but you need a hungry AB for AB to make this run. And if AB's not hungry, despite the skill, an opponent who would maybe not be as skilled, but is hungry, can be able to uh, trouble him, as, as Santiago's kind of did uh, a couple of years ago. But again, I mean, those are those are variables that it's hard to tell because we, 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 we don't know enough about Hutchinson at this point, you know?
1: What is your favorite – I was just watching the press conference. What What's your favorite memory or, like, joke you made from that press my conference? My
0: favorite memory – my favorite memory about the buildup to that fight actually is that the fact that AB was the only one – who kept me on my P's and Q's as far as Trash talks. Like that was, he actually made it fun for me for the last time. That was the last fun time I had in boxing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like most of the time I was too good of a Trash talker for anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, there was argument. There was, but if you really think about it, the only way to really test somebody's Trash Token abilities is to put them on the spot. And so they, where they then have to become witty and come up with an answer on the spot. Anything you can rehearse, like I will bring People always made like Floyd Mayweather was a great trash talker, but Floyd Mayweather never had a foil where who was also a great trash talker that made him think on the spot. And Floyd Mayweather really wasn't known as as like a guy who came up with witty responses, right? A B was very witty with his responses. He forced me to be witty, and it was like for me that made it fun. I mean, all looking back. I, I can remember being done with the whole, with the fight weekend and it finally being behind me. And like the next week, just looking back at it and thinking, dude, that was actually fun. You know what I mean? I was pissed about losing the title. I wanted a rematch so bad. But at the same time, I was like, dude, that was, that was a lot of fun, man. That was, that was a lot of fun.
1: If you look back on that press conference, and you'll think, even see. And I
0: think everybody else had fun too, because that was the highest rated Showtime Championship boxing in 2013. So that means we got everybody to tune in. We were a perfect we were a match made in heaven man and even the fight is competitive stylistically stylistically the fight very very competitive would have always been very competitive because stylistically we were matched up very evenly i mean it was just it was one of those man it was like you know when your boxing drops the ball i know it drops the ball like every month of of every year but man it really really dropped the ball not making a rematch on that one man really did
1: um I was looking at the press conference again, and uh, if you noticed, uh, Saturday is actually spelled wrong in the background of that press conference. <laughs> Golden Boy spelled Saturday wrong in the background. They're like This is all funny, it, but it just ends, spelled wrong.
0: It just adds to the mess of, 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 of what was the, cra- the craziness, right? It's, just, you, it, 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 it's only right that it would be spelled wrong.
1: <laughs> and uh, my last question, we could cut this if you don't want to answer it. Has no. your definition of weekend pussy changed?
0: No. No, 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 no. You know who I actually got that? Now I can actually explain that. I can actually yeah, explain Where did where, you get that? I never there heard was, There was, I forgot what rap CD I used to have when I was younger. And there was an Eddie Griffin skit. Was it, was it, uh, who was the comedian? Griffin. What was um uh, Eddie Murphy? About, uh, Eddie, no, not Eddie Murphy. Griffin. Uh Eddie, I think it's Eddie was his first name. Eddie Griffin. Um Black comedian. Uh, and anyway, he was doing a skit and he was talking about how how uh, um, basically it w- there was a skit at the beginning of one of the songs. I don't remember. I don't remember which show, which album this was or whose album this was. Now it's such a long time ago when I was younger. But he was doing a skit at the beginning of one of the songs, and he was saying how um, it was basically like he- he's a single parent. And it, and his kid is like bothering him, like because he's got like uh uh he's got like issues with his, he's got like daddy issues, and he's basically telling telling his kid like don't blame me, mama was a hoe, she was weak and pussy, you know, and, and and all this other shit, <laughs> or men or some some about the fact that he wasn't the father. So I don't remember now, but it was Eddie Griffin. It was it was a skit with Eddie Griffin. So you didn't coin up. that
1: term. That I did not you. make
0: that term up, okay. but it came back to me. <laughs> But it came back to me. It was—I mean, this was a while back. I mean, this is—I'm talking. I'm talking about like the '90s, man. You mm-hmm. know I mean? And this term came back to me, uh during you know, in in description of on the fly because the first press conference with AB brings this chick up, you know what I mean? Like I hadn't talked to this chick in months. She was a, she had been a weirdo. He but called I her on was, the like, phone,
1: right? He like called her on the phone. He called on the phone in the
0: first press conference, and um, I mean, dude. I mean, this was just brilliant, wasn't it? Brilliant though. I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I, post some
1: clips for that for the ten year anniversary. I think we need to do like either you gotta I mean, rewatch back, it or something. Look, we gotta, look, we gotta looking, do something look,
0: on it. Looking back, like you know, you're, I'm 42, and you know, you you you, you kind of want to be like a a better person as you get older, a more mature person. But bro, I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do, man? I mean, dude, that was so fun, though. I mean, that was literally. Like because you actually got caught up in the moment. A B was in the moment. Like we were all in the moment. And then there's a world championship on the line. Dude, oh man. You know, like there's 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 things you 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 look back on your career and you say you regret it. And there's things you look back on your career, you say you can live again. Like That's one of those, that's one of those things. I wish I could live again. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) People probably think like, I wish I would regret it, but that's not, I would actually live that again. I I feel like in that
1: trash talk, you probably thought of someone's stuff after the fact that I should have said this. I should have said that. Or do you think you know, no, no,
0: no. Honestly, for a little while, I thought to myself, like that crazy bitch. Like we actually gave her a platform to like, you know, give her like a little bit of fame. But honestly, screw it. I mean, she was and pussy anyway. Screw it. I mean, you know what? She, she ended up playing a, a great part in the promotion. You know what? Forget about it. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't change anything. Forget about it. You know what? It, it is what it is. It sold the hell out of that fight. It sold it terrific. The only thing you regret, the only thing you regret is not wasn't on me, that they didn't make the rematch. But that's not on me. You know what I mean? And I don't even think that's on AB. I think that, that was strictly on the people that, who were, uh, who were um, in charge of the situation.
1: I, have, have you seen that tactic of putting a girl in between the two fighters uh, used since then? Um out fight, I think there was
0: something where Shakur Stevenson fought his brother-in-law, but it wasn't as like as defined because that was his brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I think it was like his his, his wife's uh his wife's brother. remember that earlier in his career? Or uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a situation where Shakur fought. Fought the his fought the brother of, of of the girl he was with, which I assume it, I, he might even still be with her. I don't know, um, but I can remember like Bay. I can he's remember he's got a Bay wife. Really, I'm pretty
1: sure he's got he's got a committed yeah. relationship.
0: Yeah, but there was like it was out in the open. Like he was fighting uh, the the brother of the, the the girl he was with. You know what I'm saying? So,
1: but so like, I don't nothing know if, compared to Jessica Corazon. Nothing.
0: No, because she was weekend pussy, dude. I mean, honestly, I mean, it was like, I don't know. I mean, what am I going to tell you? Like, I, I listen, I'd love for it. I'd love like, I, you, I see people to this day be like, oh, Pauly got too emotional. That's definitely his girl. I, I'd every love comment to tell on she every was. video I mean, you post. I mean, I, I mean I'd, love, I'd love to tell you she was. I'd love it. You know, the only th- the thing that was bothering me was this bitch is constantly getting in the middle of things, man. Like, she's actually getting what she wants. It's weirdo, you know. But looking back, it was great because it was such a good promotion. It was so fun. And I, like I said, I'd love to tell you she was somebody that meant something, but she wasn't. I mean, it was it was literally just, it was like a, a fun promotion. It was a fun promo. Um, at the moment, it was like high intensity because it was so much on the line with a world championship and everything, you know, and, and I remember Floyd was campaigning at welterweight as well, you know, so every time, everyone who has a world championship at, at around that time, you know, is campaigning for the possibility of getting a Floyd Mayweather fight, you know, which then who ends up with it? The guy that beats AB the next fight is Maidana. <laughs> um,
1: Nice spit. I, I hope that wasn't on somebody. Um no,
0: no, we're, we're, we're right on the sidewalk here in Brooklyn. Hey. The cafe the cafe has opened its doors in the summer. We we have outdoor seating. So, um, so long, so long
1: leading long into winter. into A B, he's now ten years older. What he was twenty-three at that fight? Or he was twenty um, three, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's about your
1: age where yeah. when you are fighting yeah. him. Yeah, okay. yeah. So what can you expect from him in this one? Two months. When, off. You're
0: old, when you're older, you, you're 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 skilled, you know how to use your savvy veteran mind. But you a lot of times you use it to not have to work as hard. When you're young, you put that enthusiasm into your skill set. You have more of a killer instinct. When you're older, you try to use that same skill set. It may even you may even have a a vastly improved skill set through your experience, but you're not as intense anymore. So you'll usually look to use your skill set to try to cruise your way through various moments and pick your spots where you can put it up into higher gear, but then also have enough control of the fight to put it into lower gear so you can keep it comfortable. That's what ideally you'd like to do. In England, they have a term for this. They call it old manning it, you know. Um, but the thing about old manning it is if you have a hungry enough opponent and a young enough opponent who's pushing the pace constantly, he's for he forces you to fight outside of that comfort zone. And a lot of times, you know, they end up uh, overcoming you. But of course, I don't know if Joe Hutchinson is that guy. You know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Joe Hutchinson has that hunger, that determination. But ultimately, that's the risk you you end up uh, end up having to deal with as an older champion fighting young, hungry fighters.
1: Uh, is there a difference between a lawyer and a cab driver? <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, I think a cab driver actually is more desperate. You know what I'm saying? A lawyer. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. That's a great point. didn't. Mean,
1: you know, can I was be going very to,
0: educated and still, and still be a good fighter. The Klitschkos were, you know, have doctorates or something. And they were world champions. You know, I, I work with Juan Manuel Marquez at Pro Box TV. Juan Manuel Marquez is a, is a certified accountant. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he's a terrific boxer, a Hall of Fame level fighter. You know what I mean? Like, he's a certified accountant. Like, he's he's, he's on his numbers. He's on the ball. You know what I mean? Like, I think Marco Antonio Barrera had a, had, was an attorney as well. Um, or had an attorney Juan Diaz, I remember was going to school as an attorney. you know I, I think there I think there's guys you know that doesn't, that doesn't it doesn't always it's not always the case, but I'll tell you what uh, I, I've noticed a lot of situations where you know when you're when you got some money, you're not as hungry, you're not as willing to go into that hellhole hole uh, if, if you need to go to that hellhole to win the fight. you're not as willing to go that deep into it.
1: Uh, do you have a prediction?
0: <laughs> um yes, and I, I think, you know, I don't know enough about Hutchinson. Um, I, I think if Hutchinson's hungry, he can make this competitive. But I think ultimately he's also there to make AB look good. It comes down to, does AB want to look good? Is AB hungry enough to take the fight to a guy like this and, and make a statement? Because I don't think this is a fight where you're looking at AB to win or lose, right? I, I think ultimately, even if Hutchinson were to make it a fight where he wins, he wouldn't even get a decision anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's more of a fight where it's up to AB to look the part and and really to to be the guy to, to be the guy um to threaten these high level fighters at 140 pounds that's what i think you know i think it's basically a, a a rehearsal for a higher level fight for ab so the way he looks the way he looks in this fight will ultimately show his value in in uh, in what he can get what he can grab money wise when he takes on uh, the name fighters of the weight class
1: that 140 uh mix is interesting which leads us to uh Saturday and uh Teofimo over, or Taylor versus Lopez.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a fight where it's very hard to predict. Both of these guys I've seen them at their best and they're amazing. You've also seen them where you you wonder and if what happened to them, you know, you've they've also made you ask yourself what happened to them. It's it's that you these guys have extreme highs and extreme lows. To predict a fight like this you basically have to be both a an boxing analyst as well as a, a psychologist and a psychiatrist because their minds are all over the place, and they show up all over the place. So I have not predicted this fight, and it's very, very hard to predict this fight. And um, yeah. even at Pro Box, when I was asked to predict this fight, I said, bro, how can you predict this fight? You've got to be a boxing analyst as well as a psychiatrist and a psychologist because you don't know where their heads are at. You know, I, th- I will say this. I- Tofemo wins the outfit battle. I, I like the Scarface look at the at the at the press conference. I was gonna bring it
1: up. Like, have you now, seen the press conferences yeah, clip? Yeah. They've been kinda of awkward. Out, I mean, Taylor's but, not but involved. Both
0: guys are very intense. Listen, Josh yeah. Taylor is a very intense guy. Tofimo has that mean streak when he needs it as well. Uh I I, I hope that we get the best of these guys in the ring. Cause I think these guys, if they are at their best, they are absolutely terrific fighters. And I'm a fan of both guys. So
1: what do you how, how the distractions people talk about the distractions with teofimo all the time how do you would you limit those or like oh, how does I that? Think the, the fight? i
0: think i think i think distraction wise teofimo is a guy who um you know here's the thing about distractions people people call certain things distractions and they can distract you and then sometimes they can motivate you it's all on how teofimo allows it allows it to enter his frame you know his mindset um if teofimo allows these distractions to actually be distractions you know, it, it 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 ultimately makes him a worse fighter. I think in the Camboso's promotion, you know, he got so caught up in all that, then he was dying to just knock Camboso's out. He like he forgot how to fight. You know, uh, Sando Martin is a, a a very underrated opponent. Um, and I think uh, Telfimo doesn't get enough credit for taking on a guy like Sand, taking on a guy. And the New York City uh, honking, of course. Hey, how we doing? Um, he, um, I think he doesn't get enough credit for taking on a guy like Sando Martin last minute like that. Uh, Martin is a very very difficult guy to take on. Josh Taylor also had a very crafty guy with Jack Jack Catterall. Oh, how to deal with that again I mean it's easy. boxing is such a what have you done for me lately sport these two guys have taken on some of the best fighters in the world have beaten some of the best fighters in the world have fought I mean think about it they fought a much higher level of opposition than say a Devin Haney who everybody is like high on right now you know that think about crazy. it I mean I mean think about it I mean really I mean if you look at the high level of opposition till Fimo and Josh Taylor have fought it's much higher level of opposition than, than a lot of other a lot of other fighters and if you think about it This is why guys don't want to fight each other because when they fight each other and they fight top guys and they get criticized, they open themselves up to criticism and people criticize them, yet they keep giving so much credit to the guys who won't fight anybody and protect their own. So why should guys end up fighting each other? You know what I'm saying? This is the problem. If you don't make it so that fighting each other is worthwhile, guys are going to keep not fighting each other. because You got guys like this who continue to fight everybody and now they're fighting each other. And, I look, people look at it like it's an elimination fight. Like, so whoever loses is outside the top fighters in the sport. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. And then you got guys that are protecting their own, not fighting anybody, um, and and everybody's giving them credit. Pound for pound, talk and everything. You know what I mean? So, so really, you, you, ultimately, boxing fans, boxing media, they do it to themselves if you really think about it.
1: I put out a tweet for you that says, uh, what's your guy's honest opinion on tomorrow's night fight? A lot of people are in the same boat as us. A- as me oh, you, God, I don't yeah. know what to expect. I don't. I really don't know what to expect. Rollers, you don't know
0: what kind of way their minds are at. You gotta, like I said, you gotta be a psychologist and a psychiatrist to analyze this fight, as well as a boxing analyst. And so, you know, we're not, we're not all three of those things. It's very, very difficult.
1: Okay, so I ask you this all the time. Every time uh-huh. we review the fight, this was your weight class, your first weight class where you won a world championship. How would you go in against Taylor, and how would you go in against Teofimo? You call it. Um, Again,
0: I would play a lot of mind games because it seems like they're very, very uh, high octane emotion. I would definitely play a lot of mind games and try to get that trash talk going. I think if I fought any of these guys, it would be a terrific promotion because uh, there would be a lot of trash talk and they would be, uh, it would sell very well.
1: I would love um, to but, watch Josh Taylor make fun of you in a, yeah, a man, I mean, but ultimately,
0: <laughs> but, ultimately, but ultimately, you know, they'd be very difficult fights. I mean, these guys are terrific. These guys are I really when you get the best of these guys, these are terrific, terrific fighters. I mean, Telfimo is probably the only guy who actually beat Lomachenko. You know what I'm saying? Like the other guys didn't actually beat him; they got decisions against him. You know what I mean? Like Telfimo is actually the only guy to beat Lomachenko. I mean, this this guy's high, and he beat him, a younger Lomachenko. You know, so it's like you know, this is it's a high high level guys. I mean, uh, Josh Taylor to win that 140 pound tournament, the World Boxing Super Series, and then come out of the tournament and also beat Juan Carlos Ramirez as well. I mean. Dude, high high level, you know, like they, but they they've shown inconsistency as well, and that and that's only human. It's pretty crazy, it's wild.
1: Yeah, Roly's. Uh, I reached out to him to see if he wanted to get on to talk about the pod and or talk about the fight, and he said he doesn't give a fuck. He's not interested. This fight means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but he does want to come on and talk just about his career, which I totally get um uh, but i mean we
0: could have we could have talked about his career but i would have needed some thoughts on the weekend fight i mean <laughs> yeah he, he I mean, Iraqis, it's in the but... same
1: division so you know yeah, like yeah, uh 140 is yeah. starting Absolutely. to get kind of spicy and you've been Absolutely. talking about this so um how does this shake up uh i mean rolly should come um...
0: to new york and just shake it up himself i mean we got a twenty pound <laughs> title just you know rolly's the kind of guy he's kind of electric you know like you you, you bring him on you bring him on or, or he come imagine him walking in the theater in madison square garden like uh, this weekend he'd attract everybody it's his weight class he's got a yeah. title God only knows what he would say because Roley's liable to say anything. Yeah. You know, like, it, it would be electric.
1: So, Caterall, I mean, not Caterall. Well, <laughs> Taylor wins. What happens? Does he move up? Because uh, he said he was going to move up after Caterall, but ended up staying at 140. I don't 140 know. I don't know.
0: I, I, again, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know. I, I, again, I'm not a, I'm not a dietitian. I don't know how much trouble he's having in making 140 pounds. He says he's having a lot of trouble. Um, you he, know, made he made it. He made it today he made yeah tofimo's uh freshly at 140 pounds so I'm, i I guess he's gonna stay um i really don't know man again there's so much there's so many answers you're gonna get after this fight you, you, you can't really you haven't really have no answers before this fight but it, it's a fight that i think real boxing fans are, are excited about because it, it's it's uh, again the talent speaks for itself the accolades speak for themselves the, the the resumes of the fighters speak for themselves i mean what's there to complain about
1: and it's going to round out the first half of 2023 which has been uh, arguably a, a great first start, or first yeah. half. Well, let me tell you something. Bro. This is a
0: boxing week. This is a good boxing weekend. Bron- Broner returns. A-, a B against anybody is going to be must watch TV, yeah. right? So a- B-, a B returns. You got Tofimo and Josh Taylor, and you got also Munguia have. Too. You also have Mungia and Derevianchenko, which yeah. is a really, really underratedly good fight because Mungia has defensive liabilities. Mungia has defensive liabilities, but Derevianchenko is also a very aggressive, aggressive fighter, man. You know what I'm saying? So like. And, and, and it's technically obviously very sound, but a little older, a little long in the tooth. But you know, I mean Mungia gets hit with everything himself, you know. So it's like, dude, you that's a that's a nice style fight as well. So you've got a really good boxing weekend coming up.
1: Which one are you most excited for? Taylor Lopez, obviously. You yeah. know, I, I think
0: it's uh, it's the big names, but I mean, is A B really can't miss? I mean, I think it's perfect that A B's on Friday, so that you know nobody uh Nobody's uh, uh nobody's gonna miss it, right? Is AB tonight? I think AB tonight. I think you know?
1: A/B's tonight Don King promotions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's on tonight, Don tonight,
0: AB promotions. Which King's I think website. is smart. Which I think is smart because everybody's gonna you know get get their yeah. uh what they whistle with the AB fight tonight, and then tomorrow. It's a shame that both fights are on are on uh tomorrow night because the the the, the, the zone of Derevianchenko and Mungia fight is a really good action mm-hmm. fight. Styles making fights. Those guys are gonna go head on, and they're really gonna they're really gonna bang it out
1: this marks the first time ABS fought during poly TV. So, I mean, it's huge for wow. us. Yeah. Yeah. And it Pretty also good. marks the second time ta- uh, Taylor's fought. It's only been last February. The Caterall fight was one of our first reviews that you did and, um, yeah, it shows Catterall. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I feel like, uh, we're going to get a lot of answers and, um, We'll do a recap of twenty, the first half of 2023 20, and really rank these fights. Yeah, Benavidez, yeah. Uh, we had Benavidez to start, then we had Ryan Tank, and then we had Loma Haney. And then in between that, we had a little bit of Shakur, and um, yeah, I mean, it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, you know what the, today, this month is as well? 35-year anniversary of Tyson versus Spinks. Spinks. it's the first fight that I can remember, like, in live time. Obviously, I've heard of the Leonard Hagler fight, but in live time, where, like, I can remember the build-up coming. It's the very, very first time, first fight of my life that I can remember, like, uh, everything about it, like, the build-up and going into the fight, you know, uh, uh, so it, basically, it's my entry, my lifetime entry in boxing, Tyson
1: versus Spinks. So you're seven. I was seven, Yeah.
0: Was seven. And this month, 35 years ago, also was a Hearns versus Barkley, which I don't remember because, yeah, I was just entering with Tyson versus Spence. It was the biggest thing ever, you know. But a Hearns versus Barkley also was 35 years ago this month.
1: And um, 10 years ago was uh, Brunner versus Mal Naji well, versus Brunner. Sure was, pal. Sure well, was. I, uh, to-
0: I was rated boxing after dark. I uh, know I had a short time championship boxing in 2013.
1: All right, well, to round-, to round out, let's do, uh, let's make a pick. Let's make a pick. I'm going to choose. I'm
0: not, I'm not doing a pick. I'm not, You're I'm not, not doing a pick. pick myself. No, no. Cause I got, like I said, you gotta be a psychiatrist and a psychologist. How are you going to pick this fight? How are you really, it's like you, you flip a coin, whatever, whatever lands you pick a pick, make a pick. How are you going to pick this fight? Really? I'm going
1: to I'm, I'm pick the younger fighter. That's, that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna pick the younger fighter. Which is who? Uh, I don't even know who the younger fighter is. It's Teofimo. He's my age. Teofimo. Oh yeah. Teofimo was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Teofimo. I think Josh is only like 30, but still I'm going to choose Teofimo. Um, I'm, I think so. I think Josh I'm is more consistent Teofimo.
0: with his combination punching. I think Teofimo was more explosive. That's all this, I can this tell. This is you. coming
1: from a casual too. I'm just I'm choosing on age and how I like yeah. Teofimo, and I, he's, he's actually my favorite like, fighter I like stylistically talking, to watch.
0: Anyway. You know anyway. I mean, but I mean, from a technical standpoint, again, I I think Josh Taylor's style is a bit more consistent. Teofimo is a bit more explosive, but again, it's where the heads are at. Honestly.
1: Any last thoughts?
0: That's it. Looking forward to a boxing weekend starting tonight. Also, tomorrow night, I'm working TCL. Check that out on YouTube, Team Combat League on YouTube. Um, appetizer for the big fights later in the night. Oh. Uh, we're on at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Or sometime we start at 7:30. In Mohegan, Sun, Connecticut tomorrow night, yeah. Also, Champions League finals tomorrow. Manchester City against Inter Milan. We have an Italian team in the final. It, it's a must-watch in the afternoon. Hasn't Man City
1: not lost country. in 26 games?
0: Bro, screw Man City. i refer to <laughs> All right, I'm a serial guy. All right.
1: I'll leave it at that. Screwman City. All right, man. All right, Polly. I'll talk to you later. Ciao.
0: Holy TV, Oprah over and out. <laughs> Negative. I'm good. I beat Polly. I left with his belt and his girl.